Hey guys, this is Alan from Rally Beer Company, co-founder and CEO. We are Canada's first functional brewery. We've launched the first electrolyte-rich beer, Purpose Brewed, for your session after the session. You're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. Today is a special day. We are recording this episode on the exact one year anniversary of the first ever Mountain Movers podcast episode. Now to say that out loud, one year, it's really a full circle moment. And I I couldn't think of anyone more fitting for such a milestone of an episode than my friend Alan Wood. Alan, how's it going? Hey, Jake, pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to be part of your anniversary show. So Let's kick things off just with who you are and what it is you do. Yeah, so my name's Alan Wood, um, co-founder, CEO of Rally Beer Company. Uh, who am I? Uh, I'm 32 years old. I'm just a kind of a regular Joe Schmo. I've been um, working in a multitude of jobs kind of my whole life, the last 10 years, always sort of ping-ponging around the tech startup world. Uh, but about a year ago, I kind of started my journey with Rally Beer Company, um, something I'm, I'm super, super passionate about and something that I was able to marry with some of my other passions in my life uh, through sport. So I've always been uh, kind of big into action adventure sports, and we've now developed a, a beer company that's committed to, you know, supporting that those uh, sports communities. And we've also got a, a very innovative product in that, you know, we're, we're targeting uh, functional beer. So our, we've launched our first beer, which is a Rally Golden Ale. Uh, we're available in LCBO Grocery, and it's an electrolyte-rich beer, you know, specifically brewed for that, you know, post-session, post-adventure beer. Well, I think anyone listening right now that has done anything from running to biking to hiking and enjoys a beer knows how refreshing a beer taste after any kind of physical activity. So I feel like that's something that you guys definitely need to check out. So Alan, let's rewind a bit. Tell me about younger you. What were your interests? I mean, how, how far back do you want to go, Jake? You want a little... Let's go, let's go high school. Okay, so high school, um, you know, super shy, a little bit chubby probably. Um, I was at that time... I've, I've always been deep into kind of skateboarding and at that time I was really into competitive golf as well uh, I was playing on the, the golf team at high school you know playing in a fair amount of tournaments and it was a it was a bit at odds with my uh, skateboarding passion because I did you know on more than one occasion injure myself uh, one time I broke my wrist essentially you know destroying my uh, budding junior golf career um, but, you know, I was always passionate also about winter sports. I, lo I love all seasons. I'm uh, very happy to be living in Canada where we get to experience the different seasons. 
uh, big into skiing and snowboarding, you know, both downhill and cross country skiing. At that time, you know, I went to, to public school, played a lot of hacky sack. You know, I don't know what to tell you, kind of a uh, relatively regular or so I believe uh, high school experience. And um, yeah, that was, that was kind of it. I, I wasn't on any kind of organized sports team. I had another injury uh, right at the beginning of high school that kind of prevented me from playing, you know, sports like rugby, which were really big in my school. So I was kind of always lending myself more towards kind of some non-traditional sports like, you know, skating, you know, skateboarding, snowboarding, um, golf, uh, surfing, stuff like that. And what was it that really drew you to those kinds of sports? I think it was um, just a sense of freedom that that you can get from them. Um, I also love being outside. You know, I don't like to coop myself up in the house, no matter what the weather is like. Um, so I think it's just that sense of freedom. Great place for me to clear my head and uh, found it to be really, really critical to my you know, not only my physical well-being, but also also my mental wealth well-being. Um, to be able to get outside, you know, breathe the air, see see nature, uh, interact with it, and um, that's definitely been a, a big constant in my life. And you know, whenever I'm having my, you know, ultimately everyone has their downward kind of moments, and and always it it's kind of I come back to life when I get outside. I think that's something to say about now what's become rally so moving forward now before we get into more about how rally became rally take me post high school graduation mm-hmm. so post high school um i you know i've always been fairly adventurous if you will um i did end up going to university overseas in scotland um you know i've got scottish kind of history um in my family you know, I was kind of interested to go do something different. And I had the just the amazing opportunity at hand to go to the University of St. Andrews. So I kind of jumped into that journey two feet first. I uh, didn't know a single person in the country when I landed there. Um, and I think it was a really kind of, yeah, big, definitely a big marker in my, my past just to, to make that kind of a, a bet, I guess, that I was going to go there not knowing anyone, going to school in Scotland far away from home and, you know, ended up having a blast and building kind of a great network of friends and, you know, who still inspire me today. Uh, It's a little tough having your friends ultimately spread out a bit more all over the world. Um, But luckily these days, and even in the days here of COVID, you know, it's uh, relatively easy to stay in touch with them online. So, you know, university was, was, was interesting, got to try, you know, I was given the opportunity to travel, see the world a little bit, uh, meet lots of different people from different backgrounds and, you know, just further explore. I used to love going camping in the highlands of Scotland, checking out the islands off the Northwest coast. Uh, you know, great skiing, even went even went skiing in Scotland. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Just had a blast kind of exploring a kind of almost like a new frontier there. I love that. And I guess the adventurous side of you, that guy who really liked to get outdoor, ex- get outdoors and experience what life had to offer, um, that might play into this next question here, but we're just going to jump right into it. What inspired such an ambitious path? What inspired what we now know as Rally? 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's been uh, definitely one of these things where it's just been one foot in front of the other. Um, you know, after I graduated from university, I had a master's in economics and, you know, theoretically, I probably should have gone and worked at a bank or something. I ended up coming back to uh, Ontario and ended up getting a minimum wage job at a very small craft brewery where I got to apprentice the brewmaster. I was really kind of interested to learn the process. And luckily, the owner of that brewery was willing to, you know, take me on and give me some exposure to the the whole the business as a whole. So I got a little bit of exposure to kind of working with the LCBO, you know, some of the you know, logistics side of that business, I got to most importantly, I think, learn how to make and brew beer and really kind of, you know, got my hands dirty. And, and to be honest, most, most of what that job was, was, you know, cleaning the tanks. Uh, we were bottling by hand at that place, four bottles at a time. And I'd be in there sometimes all day, just bottling beer. Um, here I was, you know, with a you know master's degree, student debt, making minimum wage and whatnot. Um, but again, I was passionate about about that product, and I love always loved kind of the opportunity that beer gave it to do some storytelling in the community. I worked there for like six months, and then I ended up, you know, succumbing to a bit of the pressure of trying to grow up and, and figure out what you're going to do with your life. Um, you know, wasn't kind of paying the bills myself there. And so, you know, I went and worked in the tech startup world for the bulk of the last 10 years. Um, I'd say I was never passionate at all about the job, but it, the, I did have some amazing experience that kind of helped me to get to where I am right now. And they, you know, they, they also allowed me the opportunity to pursue some other passions, like, you know, to be able to get into kite surfing and mountain biking and, and just expand my network and, you know, be working at a company with, you know, lots of employees. It, it, it's great for, you know, just kind of maybe you know, meeting more people in Toronto, be a bit more social. Um, so I've been doing that for most of the last 10 years. Um, you know, I lost my dad to uh, mental health. You know, that was a big moment in, in my life. It caused me to go back to school, take a bit of a time out. And then, um, you know, again, I've always been kind of held this idea that I would get back into beer somehow. But I'd say more and more the last 10 years, I was kind of trending more towards being more and more interested about action and adventure sports, be it through getting super, super into kiteboarding, you know, different types of biking, whether it's mountain biking, gravel riding, etc. Um, so I was starting to almost see the beer passion kind of fade away because I was really getting into these sports. And um, that's when, you know, about a year ago, I started having the idea of uh, marrying the two. So taking the two sides of yourself that you'd say were sort of your biggest passions at one point or another and finding that bond between the two that eventually became rally. Yeah. But eventually became rally. You know, I was thinking of uh, beer that kind of embodied some, some of these uh, adventure minded values, if you will. Hmm. And I, I was pretty excited about that, but it wasn't kind of, wasn't all in. And then uh, when I got into like endurance biking, that's when I started learning more about like different types of, bars and gels and electrolyte tablets and I actually saw a lot of similarities to them to the, the craft beer business just the way they do some storytelling you know be a cliff bar on the big side but you know you walk into mech and there's you know dozens of other kind of small upstart you know bars and different types of cool gels and 
even like endurance tap, like this amazing little thing filled with maple syrup. Like I just thought there were some really cool products there and uh, really fascinated by the branding and the nutrition side of it. And that's when I started having the idea, you know, coming back full circle to beers, you know, okay, I think there's an opportunity to do a beer that was, you know, tailor made. Um, and I was trying to think of, you know, what can we do that would be unique, you know, beyond branding a really cool product, but actually doing something unique with the liquid inside. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's really cool to hear. I mean, you had such a big interest in something that was driving this whole side of you. And you said that that passion for beer almost faded away, but then you found a way to almost bring it back. Yeah. You know, really lucky with my network of friends too. Um, you know, I went on this, this uh, bike ride called the Butter Tart 700. Um, that's really when I was kind of, probably when I mentally went all in on doing rally. Didn't have the name yet. Didn't really know what I was going to do, but I knew I was going to um, go down the, a rabbit hole with a beer company that, you know, had a functional benefit to it. And I was really keen on the electrolytes because I was kind of obsessed with putting those electrolyte tablets into my water bottle. Of course. Um, and I was, again, I was really lucky, like through just various networks from different times in my life, you know, started kicking this idea around with my uh, two co-founders, Spencer and Michael. And, you know, from there, honestly, the journey was really just one foot in front of the other. Like we all kind of committed really early on. And, you know, we started a spreadsheet with all the different potential names of the company and went through many, many kind of different paths and ideas on that front. And meanwhile, like after work every evening, it was like, okay, I'm going to do a trademark application tonight. I'm going to incorporate later. I'm going to sign up for QuickBooks and then I'm going to, and none of the stuff I knew how to do. So it was just like kind of every night was like, okay, I'll just tackle one thing and, and try to, you know, make a little bit of headway each night. Um, and kind of over, over time and time, like just those small things kind of added up and, you know, eventually I found myself and with Mike and Spencer pitching the LCBO on, on our first, you know, flagship beer that, that, you know, you guys have all tried hopefully. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about just anyone right now or at any point in their lives trying to snowball this idea that they have in their head and create something, something very real. And I guess that's what ultimately unfolded in front of you guys. You guys just put in the work night after night and eventually it, it, it became what you guys had only imagined yep yeah for sure and i mean i thought we i remember the day we first made our first delivery to the store i kind of thought we had done most of the work and <laughs> ultimately you realize that you know we're we really are just at the starting line here mm. um we've got a you know great start to the community but we're small we're scrappy and we've got a you know a lot that we think we we can do to you know better better the community and we're you know, really, really excited about, you know, the base we've built, but we're, you know, unveiling kind of new stuff each day, be it, you know, new beers, you know, non-alcoholics, and, you know, really trying to make sure that we are always doing stuff that's, you know, good for the world. So, you know, we call it Rally for Good, and, and we we keep it in mind every day that we're in business that, that we want to be, you know, making the world a little bit better um, each and every day. No, I love that. Now, I guess from my side of things or our side of things, we see rally as this, this 
sort of piece of enjoyment of celebration right but on your end of things uh on top of all that you guys go through everything to kind of get to that point so now take us through it what is sort of the day-to-day in the life of somebody owning their own beer company (laughs) you know a few people have kind of asked me that the day-to-day is really tough uh every day is kind of i thought that by now things would have kind of fallen into place a bit but really every day is kind of a new adventure to be honest um you know occasionally you need to be you got to be able to act on your feet and you know one thing I'll say about the beer industry is it's really heavy and you know even you know we're only operating in Ontario right now which you know when you're sitting at your desk and you're trying to you know, think about it. Okay. We're in the LCBO. It's just Ontario. You know, it's not like one of these global corporate behemoths that's, you know, trying to line things up across, you know, international borders and whatnot. But, you know, one thing that we learned really, really early on is that, you know, damn, like beer is really, really heavy to move. And, you know, Ontario is really big. So, you know, early days, all I did was drive around with a van full of beer, delivering it to stores. And, um, that was really kind of tough period of building the business. Cause I mean, I completely threw up my back. I think I was trying to pick up like three, four cases at a time kind of thing all day, every day and, and putting a lot of kilometers on the, on the van. And I think the way that, you know, we built this business is we kind of went through that, the painful stuff. And then whatever was most painful was what we focused on, you know, fixing or coming up with a solution. So, you know, we've been able to now get a logistics partner that, you know, delivers the beer for us and warehouses it. And then you start realizing that, you know, okay, doing all the bookkeeping is really, really painful. Okay, we got to find a bookkeeper. And, you know, we start offloading these more kind of repeatable tasks. Um, and really where kind of we all focus most of our time now is, you know, how can we get creative and in spreading the word about Rally and, and getting involved with the community? How do we engage with people you know, how can we support, you know, even, you know, being able to support, you know, your journey, like, how can we get involved with everyone in our community to, to build something special, you know, and we're, we're less passionate about maybe running a day to day business than we are about, you know, truly supporting that community. Okay, let's collaborate on something fun. Um, you know, yeah, every day we have to do the basic kind of order processing and, and sort of a few hours of office work. Otherwise, it's a lot of just conversations. Okay, how can we, you know, creatively market rally through, you know, running clubs? And what are the running clubs goals? Like, what is important to them? And how can we, you know, help amplify that? Yeah, I think that's really important. There are so many companies out there that don't even think twice about it. It's about what they're pushing, the product they're pushing, the service that they're offering. But it's not it's not like that for you guys. It's, I mean, from my standpoint, anyways, every conversation I've had with you or every interaction I've had with rally in general has always been about this sense of community, the sense of belonging, the sense of whatever you're doing, it matters. And Alan, that really shows. Yeah. You know, we, we need to sell beer. That's a, that's a fact of life. Uh, Just to keep the lights on and, and keep the beer flowing. So it's super important, but you know, even just in, in how we, engage with people online, you know, the age of COVID that, that dealt us some huge blows in that, you know, originally we thought we'd be going around to races all summer, kind of 
doing little pop-up activations, handing out beers at finish lines, that kind of thing. And that was all stripped away. So we kind of had to really get creative and, you know, we were more passionate about, you know, building a community, supporting cool initiatives and people that are, you know, putting their heart and soul into different things, you know, than we were about strictly trying to show pictures of the can to sell it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we've, we've already evolved a lot, even from like early days of four months ago, you know, what we would post online versus kind of what we're trying to post now to, you know, further these important conversations that are happening. So you guys have a slogan, pursue your passion. I've seen that in many different places, but I think ultimately I'd, I'd like to know in your eyes what that means. Yeah, I mean, I think... We don't need to complicate it, you know, definitely pursue your passion. Um, to me, it's something that speaks to me in, in, multi, in a multitude of ways. Um, and the whole point is we want Rally to be super accessible to kind of everyone and all different types of things. So we didn't want to be known as, for example, just um, a brand for marathon runners or for just backcountry skiers or just kite surfers or that sort of thing. And one thing I always kind of felt in the way people engage with their hobbies or their work is everyone kind of, when they have find that passion, be it, you know, drawing cartoons or, or getting out in nature and mountain biking, you know, I think they can relate to that word passion. And we want people to just, you know, the things that we do to support the community are things that, that help enable people to, you know, pursue their passion, um, more be that more time or or just in a more meaningful way um it's a good question you know it's it's definitely a nod to to getting out there and doing the the you know the hobbies you love um but i think on another level it's also about you know it, it's not necessarily all sports related it could be you know working on a for with a nonprofit to do something really cool that you get some value out of in some you know, non kind of physical way. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about passion in general. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what that passion is for somebody. If it really is your passion, it's going to show. And I think that a lot of people nowadays really, ultimately, they just want to follow that passion as far as really they can take it. Yeah. And I think, you know, when people, we want to make it accessible and if people can commit to that, you know, I think they can do you know, incredible things. And, you know, I've even seen it in my own life when I commit to those things, you know, sometimes it triggers you to grow in other ways in, in maybe your other personal relationships or family or, and, and what have you, you know, I think there's a lot of cross effects that are super beneficial to society. It's not like I'm telling people they should just, you know, strictly ride their bike kind of and ignore everything else in their life. But I think by, you know, pursuing your passion to, an, you know, getting out there, I think it also has a lot of cross benefits, you know, in, in how you work with, you know, other people engage with people at, you know, even frontline workers or wh whatever it may be, you know, I think it just makes, you know, makes the world a better place. And while we're talking about passion on this topic, um, when you were in high school, just rewinding back to the beginning of this conversation, your passions obviously looked different than what they did now so if you had the opportunity to go back and tell you know 14 15 year old alan that he'd be the creator of his own functional beer company what do you think your younger self would say back to you 
I don't know. That's a funny question. But I immediately went to just thinking back just how many missed opportunities I had growing up because, you know, I wasn't quite willing to take certain plunges at different times in my life. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it truly would be a bit of a dream come true for sure um, if I would have had a, a crystal ball back then. But, you know, I think all the different types of failures and whatnot that I've had to endure is the only way you can get here. Uh, and I've, you know, tried starting my own businesses before and, you know, never had a, a, su- a success, at least in a financial manner. Um, still haven't. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I would definitely think I would be pretty, pretty thrilled if I knew that. So. Running a business, I'm sure, has its ups and its downs. Yep. And while the ups can be really exciting and fulfilling, what does the other side of it look like? Oh, yeah. I uh, I had some people warn me that they, that I was going to burn out early days. Mm. I was going pretty heavy on the road, just literally selling rally nonstop, driving insane amount, working every waking minute. And I kind of shook off all those warnings like no 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 this isn't gonna happen i love this and I, I mean i got totally burnt out like i was i was you know physically and mentally and emotionally like super worn down probably probably if though now it's been maybe three months ago um yeah it's tough you know there's the bills pile up they are relentless the time the ticking time clock is is a real thing you know it's um there's definitely a pressure to sell because, you know, your vendors are, are, are coming to collect, you know, always. And the way business is nowadays, like we have a lot of, there's a lot of different touch points to, to bring a product to life, especially in a regulated space like alcohol, you know, not only are we dealing with governments, you know, the ministry of finance, the LCBO, uh, but we've got all the people that help, you know, brew that liquid, you know, make the can, the printers. I mean, it's it's truly endless. It's actually a bit overwhelming if you actually think about it for too long. That's generally when I when I would recommend going for a bike ride, Jake. I think that's that's so important <laughs> having that outlet to just, you know, get on get on your bike and it is what it is. You know, you're you're going to go bike away from your worries for a little bit, but I think that's healthy. Yeah, and I think to be honest, when I was really down was I wasn't getting out and I was trying to think that I could just, you know, get through it by working more. And sometimes you actually need to step away and work less so that you can work a bit smarter. And yeah, like your health is your number one. Like I realized after I threw my back out doing it that, okay, I can't do deliveries. Like I'm not, you know, it's just like your physical, you got one physical body as you do one mind. I mean, that's gotta be priority kind of number one. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't say there wasn't moments where I thought like, okay, I can't do this, you know? Hmm. So there's, there, there's been, there's been the whole gamut of emotions, but um, ultimately, you know, I think it's super rewarding to when I see people, you know, at a beach or at the trailhead drinking one, you know, see people posting it on Instagram. It gives all of us, you know, Mike Spencer and I like a huge jolt when we, when you see people kind of enjoying it uh, and, uh, you know, going out and getting after it. So would you say that that's sort of a driving force in all of this, all this crazy, you know, day to day? Do you think that that's sort of your reason why? 
Yeah, I think so. Um, we definitely see ourselves, you know, wanting to be play more and more of a part to, you know, make some of these sports that we really we really love, you know, more accessible to more people. And we want to be a catalyst for people to go out and and pursue their passion in maybe a bit of a different way, or you know, maybe to take on a bigger adventure, go on a bigger trail than they've ever tried. You know, even right down to, you know, doing things where it's like someone who hasn't laced up their joggers in a decade. Okay, let's see if we can, you know, be a catalyst for for them to maybe go out and, you know, be active. And, you know, rally can be a, you know, great reward. And, you know, I think beer is a good fuel to an extent as well. And, and, and you know, bring some fun to it too. So, you know, definitely we're big on the on the culture and the fun. And, um, you know, we want to be a catalyst for people to kind of get out and pursue something a little different. I think rally aside right now, I'm sure that you can say that rally is, you know, if not one of your biggest, your biggest, um, endeavor this far, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The beer company aside, what kind of endeavors do you have moving forward in your head just athletic wise adventure wise whether that's biking or anything oh yeah jake i got a lot of these kind of definitely have a lot of things that i think about on that side of things i I am one of these people that i tend to go all in when i get into a new kind of hobby um i do enjoy like the technical aspects and nerding out on some of the gear um like doing doing that um other big endeavors you know it's so tough like even right now during a pandemic you know it's even just hard maintaining personal relationships and you know traditionally I would I'm a probably someone that is kind of like a bit of a carrot driven person like I like to have a maybe a trip on the books in the future to look forward to I mean don't have anything on the books right now so to speak um definitely been a challenge you know Mm. One thing that I am excited about is we're moving into winter now. I'm kind of committing to, you know, bunkering down a bit. And, uh, you know, I got a thick wetsuit. I'm kind of getting keen to get out, you know, get out whenever the waves are big and surf in the Great Lakes and the messy chop and kind of fool around there. I'm not not a strong surfer yet. Um, so kind of trying to learn some new things. You know, I'm really excited to, to learn new stuff. Um, stay active. Although... I'm getting a little bit crushed by the the business side of things for sure. Um, And yeah, so it's tough. You know, I I think right now I'm more in a support mode. I'd love to support other people's um, passions and that, that honestly feels me. I think that is such a good role to play. I mean, one thing that I've learned, especially uh, setting out to achieve the things that, you know, I set out to achieve is that Mm. it's no matter, even in a pandemic, even when there isn't a big race, you know, I, I set out to do a solo marathon and I didn't do it alone. You know, like I I was running the whole marathon alone, but I had pacers, I had support. I had, I had you in rally. I had a physiotherapist, a coach, my older sister. It was, it was almost overwhelming to a point where I I, I I sort of forgot about that. But once you once you remember and once you see sort of this bigger picture of, you know, yeah. you have this whole team behind you, it makes you want to do the same for other people. Hundred percent. 
I got to do the coolest thing last year. I did the, the Butter Tart 700, this like, you know, 700 kilometer gravel bike ride. And I had a huge amount of support on that ride. And also thinking through early days of rally, even still, the amount of people that have given me hours and hours and hours of their time to help me in terms of how to build this business and how to navigate the alcohol industry and navigate everything. You know, even just thinking about how much to that. I've, I've been on the receiving end a lot lately, so I'm I'm really, really excited to kind of pay it forward. I, th- I think that's a really big part of uh, 2021. And that's a good way to say it, honestly, paying it forward. Because the only reason that I'm doing what I'm doing right now is because mm-hmm. I truly believe that someone sort of paid it forward for me back in the day, even, even still to this day. And mm-hmm. I think that's as people who are just aspiring to build a community of any, of any type, I think yeah. that's, that's the best way to do it is to pave the path for the next person so that they can pave the path for the next person and so on. Yeah. And like the world's crazy right now. And I've been lucky in, in a lot of ways. And then to, to have this distraction through this crazy time and, you know, being able to accomplish some of my dreams here. Yeah. I think, you know, that's going to be, you know, I'm really, really excited for, to, to move into that support role. And uh, you know, when your next marathon's going down, I want to be a part of it. Hell yeah. And hopefully, hopefully COVID has, you know, played its part and things can yeah. start to open up and we can start to, you know, make some, some bigger moves. Yeah. And then uh, absolutely at some point time to come together and uh, let's do one together. 100%. Exactly. A hundred percent. So Now that we're talking about dreams, you know, you just said a really key word. I think let's dream big here for a second. What are some future aspirations for Rally? Where do you see it going? So we're really excited about what what, kind of how things are evolving. Um, We are really committed to brewing great beer. I would say, you know, first and foremost, you got to have amazing product. Mm -hmm. And we are committed to the functional beers. So you know, we want to make sure we're, we're, we continue to be on that kind of bleeding edge of new beers, crazy ingredients, um, unique kind of takes on traditional beers, that kind of thing. I'm also very, very, very excited for our uh, non-alcoholic beer, which we are planning to, to do our first one in uh, Q1, start brewing it in January. I think that's super important to me. You know, we, we, we tell a little bit of a better for you story with it. Um, and I'm hyper aware that, look, there's also alcohol in this and it's alcohol is not a hundred percent great for all people, you know, it needs to be consumed in moderation, but you know, some people can't or, you know, what have you, there's, there's some, can be some, I don't know if taboo is the right word, but there's some times not good kind of connotations of alcohol. So really excited to kind of offer the non-alcoholic so we can have kind of the whole portfolio kind of rounded out there and we make sure that we have an option for everyone. You know, we want our brand to be about accessibility. So uh, that's, that's really, really important to, to us to, to get to market. Um, beyond that, you know, the way we want to grow is by supporting these active communities. So one of the, one of our dreams is to be able to take rally, you know, first and foremost, you know, let's hit, you know, both coasts of Canada kind of thing. Um, we're all Canadian. We love this country. We want to be, you know, cheersing people in, uh, you know, 
Vancouver, Whistler, you know, Canmore, Quebec City, you know, mm-hmm. out in the Maritimes. So that's kind of the dream right now is to kind of, you know, build it into a national brand and be able to put on some, uh, you know, really fun experiential events. Uh, that's going to be killer once the world opens up. And then beyond that, you know, we're going to be, we, we our next newsletter, actually, if, if anyone is interested, is going to be really introducing our framework for our Rally for Good programming. And that's all of the stuff that we're doing to, you know, again, as a company to pay it forward and, and to give back to, to the community. Um, so we're really excited to kind of uh, do more and more of that. You know, we've, you know, I think we've done a good job so far at a grassroots level supporting in, in the ways that we can. And we're, we're really pumped to kind of take that up to the next level and, you know, support things on a, on a, on a higher level to, to more and more people. So how can people listening right now uh, get on that newsletter? How can we stay up to date with everything that's going on? So the best way to do that right now is to visit our website, drinkrally.ca. And if you scroll down right to the very bottom, you can subscribe to our email newsletter right there. That is perfect. Okay, Alan, just to wrap things up, uh, I know I explained to you the Mountain Minute at the beginning of this episode. So are you ready for that? I I don't know if I'm ready, but, you know, (laughs) let's dive right in. This This is is the Mountain Mountain Minute. Minute. All right, three, two, one. Favorite movie? Don Wall. Favorite food? Pizza. Go-to breakfast? Uh, Green smoothie. Favorite song? Uh, Atlantic City by the band. Where did you first hear this song? Uh, Algonquin Park Winter Camping. Not the first, but the most memorable. It's it's connected to there for me. What is your guilty pleasure song? Uh, I was joking. um, Call Me Maybe. Mm. Favorite day of the week? Uh, It's got to be. It's got to be Friday. It's Friday today. Least favorite day of the week? Mondays. Favorite color? Green. What time do you usually go to bed? 9.30. What time do you usually wake up? Up at, awake at 6 a.m. out of bed at 6.30. If you can make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? Oof. Dang. Um, dog. I guess I gotta go with dog. <laughs> if you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? You know, mental health awareness is, is, is something that's super close to my heart for many reasons. Um, yep. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Hmm. Kai Lenny's coming to mind right now. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? It's got to be to fly. Sweet or salty? Salty. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Rain or shine? Shine. Day or night? Day. Favorite number? Nine. Where do you want to travel? Uh, Baja, Mexico. Fill in the blank. This podcast is? The bomb. (laughs) Thank you so much, Alan. I really appreciate getting to hear the story of you, but also the story of Rally. Right on. I'm really, really uh, happy to be a part of it and um, can't wait to keep following your journey too. 
So yeah, really excited. It's early days for, for both Hell of yeah. us. Hell yeah. All right. Have a good one. Cheers. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Mountain Movers podcast. But on top of my weekly reminder to rate and review in Apple Podcasts, be sure to check out the official Mountain Movers Instagram page. Now, it's another home for this fulfilling adventure you all know as the Mountain Movers podcast. So be sure to check it out. That's at Mountain Movers Pod. So until next time, keep climbing. Love always, Jake. Jake.